A few weeks ago, I preached a sermon about Mr. Rogers. Uh, it was actually connected to the scripture readings for the day. You have to trust me on that. But uh, in that sermon about Mr. Rogers, I said that I was going to get a pair of shoes like Mr. Rogers wore. And I have them. I've got my Mr. Rogers shoes. And uh, I said that I was going to get them for two reasons. One, to remind me that church is where I go to learn how to be a neighbor. And the other one was about making less noise. Because... Mr. Rogers would come into the house and switch from his dress shoes to his trainers or the sneakers like these, in part because they made less noise on the set, especially when he was working with the puppets, he could move around without making noise. But I thought, what a perfect metaphor for the calling of the Christian life, to make less noise. So I have my Mr. Rogers shoes to remind me about being a neighbor and about making less noise. Making less noise is the central theme of the reading we heard from the letter of James this morning. The reading we heard from James is focused about the power of the tongue, of speech, And the absolute importance for the Christian of having discipline in our speech. For James, the tongue is the hardest part of the body to control, though small, but can have the greatest impact. He says the impact of the tongue is like the rudder on a ship. Though small, it moves the entire ship. And so he's talking about the discipline of the tongue and how it affects the entire body and life of the Christian. We are given the gift of speech to praise God in whose image we are made. Yet, with the free will we also have, we often use the tongue to speak against the neighbors we are called to love. And we actually see this dichotomy James is talking about in the gospel passage today, where in one moment, Peter is confessing Jesus as the Messiah, and in the very next moment, rebuking Jesus for talking about how he is going to die. When I was a child, I grew up hearing and saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Did any of you grow up saying that or hearing it, depending on uh, which side of the bullying line you were on? I know I used it. I heard it and I said it. It isn't true, is it? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never, will never hurt me. It is not true. If it, I mean, it can't be true. The statement wouldn't exist, right? The statement exists as a defense against the pain of words. And in fact, the wounds of speech can last longer 
than any physical pain. And sometimes the things people have said to us shape our image of ourselves. Is there a hurt that you carry because of something that was said to you? Do any of you have anything you regret having said to someone? Yeah, that's a long list for me sometimes. My kids will point out things I said to them that I don't even remember having said many years ago that they are still carrying with them. And I think, dang. And I suspect that we have all uh, experienced the silent treatment or inflicted it on someone. Speech is so powerful a force that sometimes withholding words is a way of trying to hurt someone. Now this passage that we've heard from James today is actually an important part of St. John's Church. The King James Version of part of chapter 3, verse 5, which we heard, is engraved over the fireplace in the fireside room of the parish hall. And I encourage you to go in and look at it. It's right over the fireplace in the fireside room. In big letters it says, Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And I have to confess to you as your priest and rector that I have completely misinterpreted that verse for a very long time. Because I've never really looked at it in its full context of the passage we have today. And it's a little odd because actually if you look at it, it says James V3, which I can only assume means James verse 5 from chapter 3, which is the exact opposite of how you cite Scripture. So I don't even know how it got that way. But when I look at it, when I walk into the fireside room and see, behold how great a matter, a little fire kindleth, right over the fireplace, it appears to me as if it's some sort of uh, inspiration. It's meant to inspire us about what the fire of our faith can do and what a great matter our faith can be. And it's easy to get that message because the first part of the verse is missing from the citation. And the first part of that verse is all about the boasting of the tongue. The tongue is small, but does great boasting. So this passage from James is a central part of our physical structure here at St. John's. And why it is there, I can think of only two options. One The second half of verse 5 was taken completely out of context and put over our fireplace because it sounds really cool and relates to fire. And if uh, it was used completely out of context, there's a very cruel irony that we call that room the fireside room because for James, the fire in this passage is the fire of hell that the tongue uses to do its work. If that is the case, we should probably rip it out. 
But I think there is a second option, and that is that that part of that verse 5 is actually a warning to everyone who gathers in the fireside. We have a lot of meetings and activities and things in there. Maybe that verse is a warning to everyone who gathers there that speech can be as dangerous as a fire if it is not contained in the way that a fireplace contains and controls a fire. It is a reminder and calling to be watchful of degrading our neighbor while in the act of praising our God. It is a call for all who see it to speak to and about our neighbor in a way that honors that they are made in the likeness of God. So for the purposes of this sermon, we're going to go with option two as to why that verse is in our fireside room. There is plenty of degrading speech in our society And much of it is coming from Christians. And I know that I am guilty of that. But we can speak critically without speaking spitefully. So on this Welcome Sunday, as we gather in this house of prayer for all people, and then go forth into the world... Let us all metaphorically put on Mr. Rogers' shoes and join in a campaign to reduce noise pollution in our speech. Let's make it a beautiful day in the neighborhood.